0: Turn with me in your Bibles this morning to Psalms chapter 91. I want to welcome our visitors here today. Uh, It's good to have you all. Hope that you all receive a blessing from being here and that you'll decide to come back sometime. It's good to have you. Psalms chapter 91, I'm going to start reading in verse 1. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Y'all you know, I, I feel like God has sent me here today, and you know, I don't say this kind of thing very often, so y'all just bear with me. I feel like God has sent me here today for someone in particular. And I, I'm not claiming to be any kind of prophet. I don't I don't know who it is. I'm not a you know, one of these people that can see into the future or anything, but just feel like God's laying this on my heart today. That there's somebody here that really needs to hear these words. Okay, so if you're sitting here and you're saying, "Yeah, that's all good," I don't. I don't really need that right now, though. Well, just, just be ready. Okay, it might be the very thing you need to hear. Maybe it's not, but in a week or two, you're gonna need to know it. You know. So, just hear what God's trying to tell you today. Verse 1, he says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And some of y'all really need to get verse 2 and make it your own. Then say, I will say of the Lord, huh? I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. And my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. You see, what God is trying to convey to you today is that you may be in the middle of a storm. You may have attacks coming on you at every hand. But when you put your trust in Him, and you begin to abide in Him, what does that mean? It means, that's where I want to live. That's where I want to set up my camp is in Him. Okay, When you begin to do that, when you begin to find Him as your source and as your place of refuge, all that other stuff begins to kind of pale in comparison because you're seeing things from the perspective of the God of all creation, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, knowing that He is your protector. Knowing that He in today's terms, has your back. You know, this, this illustration that this, bio, this Scripture that we're reading is trying to draw for you is the image of a, a bird or a, a hen protecting her young. How they'll kind of pull them in with their wings and cover them. Right? Well, y'all, I want to let you know that God's Greater than any little hen trying to protect his young. You see, when you put yourself in Him, you've got immeasurable resources then. He, he becomes a source to you. Okay? Now hear me. Hear me today. Because the trouble you're in the middle of may be a lack of resources. But when you hide yourself in God, you've got then access to His wealth. What does the Bible say? According to His riches in glory, right? Okay? Y'all, look, I wish I was like a fortune teller sometimes. You know, one of those people that, that has this mystical power that could just, oh, you're going through this problem and here is the solution that you need can't do it. But God's speaking to your heart today. That's really all that matters. Okay? Verse 3 says, Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. What is that? Some of this stuff just doesn't make any sense to us today if we just read it and go on. I like to really just focus on Those little phrases. What what is He trying to convey to me? It says, He will deliver you, first of all. If we just stopped right there, y'all, that's good enough for me right there. (laughs) That's enough. He Surely He will deliver me. Who is He? God, right? The one that I need to be putting all my trust in. The one that I need to be clinging to. The one that I and when the trouble arises, I need to say, "Yeah, but God is on my side. Yeah, but God is with me. See that that is the one I've got to count on. When I look to everything else, it will fail me at some point. I can't count on it forever, maybe for a brief period of time, whether it's a person or wealth or material things or whatever, an organization, a church even. It's only a limited amount of time that I can count on that. But God makes a promise to us today. Hey, see, this may have been written by a man, but it's written by a man from a perspective, right? Right? Somebody that has seen. This is the same guy that said, that said, I look into the hills from whence cometh my help. Right? So, so he, he is looking toward God for his provision. He's looking for, for, toward God for his protection. And let's face it, David was a man that needed protection many times in his life. And not like we even think of it today. You see, he had people actually hunting him down to kill him. Most of us don't really understand what that's like, right? Thank God. But he had people, like search parties, okay, out looking for him. Armies. If we ever run across him, he's dead. You think he had to depend on God? He found himself in the wilderness time after time. Nowhere to go hiding in caves, man. And this is the guy that's encouraging us today. He's saying, surely He will deliver you. Surely He will deliver you. You, Y'all, I guarantee you, whatever problem you're going through right now, three months from now, probably you won't remember it. But right now, it's just like the most massive mountain in front of you you've ever seen. God's saying... I've got it. I can handle it. Just put me in the game, coach. Right? He's our star player if you want to look at it that way. I don't really like to equate God to a basketball player, but whatever it takes to get you to understand it, right? Turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Paul was a man that was well acquainted with persecution. I don't even know how many years this guy spent in jail. A lot of it was waiting for the day they were going to kill him. Right? This man knew what persecution was. He'd been beat. They thought, man, I'll, we'll just beat the tar out of this guy, and tell him don't ever talk about it no more. <laughs> Maybe that'll do it. No. So in Second Timothy, I love these letters to Timothy because they're so. He's like, man, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. This is what you need to do. <laughs> right? How many of y'all need somebody that's been there just to say, hey, I know what you're going through. This is what God did for me. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Man, this is just first-hand testimony. Okay? So 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. He says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. What is he saying? He's saying, you know me. You know what I've been through. You know what God has done in my life. This isn't just some guy off the street giving you advice. Okay? Okay? You know who I am. You know who taught you. Remember that, right? And that from a child thou hast known the holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now y'all, there was a big portion of my life that I looked at that, those last two verses there thinking, that's good for preachers. Right? And man, it is. But y'all, you ain't got to be a preacher to be called a man of God. Right? Right? I'm telling you today, okay? This right here is the very thing that you need to be hanging on to in your situation right now, whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. What does He say over here? In verse 11, He said, Out of all those things that He named, out of all of them, the Lord delivered me. Now y'all, this is a man that, at this point, most likely and y'all forgive me, I don't know the history. My brother Mikey sitting here could probably tell you exactly but I imagine he's probably sitting in prison, facing death. I want you just let that sink in for a minute. What did he just say? He said, God delivered me out of all of them. But wait a minute, Paul. You're in prison waiting on them to kill you. (laughs) And who knows what else was coming, right? I mean, torture. I mean, I don't know what all they did to me. But he says, God delivered me out of all of them. Well, wait a minute, Paul. (laughs) Let's just... Roll this back for a minute and examine it because, as, as the record shows, you're still sitting in jail. Y'all, Paul had a different way of looking at things, didn't he? He didn't take his circumstances as the facts. He said, I know my God. He's delivered me out of all the stuff in the past that I have evidence of. And even though I'm sitting here in jail today, it's for His purpose, it's for His glory, and He'll deliver me this out of this too. You see, Paul, even though he was in the middle of a circumstance, in the middle of what we might call today persecution, he was sitting there, God's already delivered me out of it. What a way to think about things. What a way to look at your life. Right? What a way to, a a perspective to have to say, I might be in the middle of something right now, but my God is greater. He's going to deliver me out of this too. Even this thing I'm in that looks hopeless, He's going to deliver me. So skeptics might be sitting here today, hearing this message, saying, Yeah, but didn't Paul die in Rome? In jail? Where is he at today? The death lost its sting, y'all. See, I don't care how I die. I don't care. No, there's, let me take that back. There's a couple things I don't really want to die, right? I don't really want to drown. I don't really want to burn to death in a car. It's not what I'm saying. When, where, how, all that is really meaningless from the view of eternity. And y'all, this is not a cop-out. You see, Paul was in prison because that's where God wanted him. He had opportunities. You see, if he wouldn't have... he. The, 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 Oh man, y'all, come on. <laughs> Are you hearing me this morning? Because Paul, Paul basically put himself there. Okay? He was there in service to God because there is no telling how many people he ministered to while he was there. And let's face it, you got a lot of time on your hands to do some writing. Thank God. Right? Thank God that he had that kind of time on his hands to do some writing. Why is that important to you, the one that's sitting here in the middle of a storm this morning? Maybe you need to look into the hills from where your help comes from. See, sometimes the answer is not God pulling you out of it. That's what we all want. When we go to God and we pray, we say, oh Lord, help me. (laughs) I'm in the middle of some trouble, Lord. I need help. Pull me out of this, Lord. Make it all just go away. Y'all ever prayed that? Lord, just just make it go away. Y'all, sometimes that's not the answer. What would have happened if it would all went away for Paul? How many letters would we not have how many how many just oh man critical critical portions of the bible would just be non-existent because he didn't have that time in the storm in the middle of persecution to sit and depend on God and to call upon Him and say, Lord, what is Your will? While I'm sitting here in the middle of this persecution, what do you want me to do? Who wouldn't even have the book of Romans? If y'all have ever read the book of Romans, you would say, oh no. (laughs) Right? My goodness. So where are you at today? You in the middle of one of them storms? And... Maybe up to this point, you've been crying out to God. You say, Kevin, I've been dependent on God, but you've been crying out to God and saying, God, just remove me from this storm. Make it all go away, God. And he's saying, if I do that, you're going to miss out. Mary and Martha, man, cried and cried and cried because their brother died. Jesus showed up and they're like, where were you? (laughs) Come on, man. It ain't that far to walk here. If you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. What would they have missed? What would they have missed? See, they didn't know. When they were crying out, saying, Lord, help us. You know they were praying, man. Lord, just heal him. Just heal him, Lord. And he dies. You know they felt that letdown, right? God has failed us. God didn't answer us. God didn't respond to our prayer. But He's saying, i got something awesome, y'all. If you'll just wait, if you'll just go through the storm, If you'll just wait until we get to the other side. I've got something so awesome I'm going to show you and you're going to understand a new level of me that you've never seen before. You're going to understand something so great and so mighty. And not only that, but it's going to be a testament to my strength and my might and my power from now until the end of time. Because Jesus didn't have to do nothing wonderful and exciting and awesome, y'all. He walked up and said, Lazarus, come forth. That's the same God you're dependent on right now. In the middle of your storm, in the middle of whatever's going on in your life, it may be terrible, y'all. I'm not trying to discount it any. I'm not trying to tell you it's not as bad as you think. Because it very well may be. It may be worse than you think. In the middle of all of that, that God you're calling on, He knows. He knows. I'm going to share one more verse with you. Most of y'all know it, most of you could probably quote it. It's in this little book called Psalms, kind of in the middle of your Bible. Watch, I won't be able to find it now. I look like an idiot. Chapter 40. Verse 1. My Bible even has a little note here. It said, A Psalm of David. Seven blessings of waiting on God. Verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined into me and heard my cry. You got to swallow that. You, you really got to. You got to digest that a little bit. Y'all, in the middle of your storm right now, you need to know there is a promise from your God that says, when you cry, I'm going to bend over and listen to what you're saying. Okay? I'm going to get close to you. Y'all, when my kids, uh, and this is partly because I don't have very good hearing anymore. <laughs> Let's just be honest, right? But my kids, they say, hey, daddy, blah, 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 blah. What do I do? What? Blah, 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 blah. Come here, come here. I'll get, get them right here. And, and now, what are you saying? I'll pull them close to me. It's not just because I have trouble hearing. It's because I want to make sure I'm hearing what they're saying. Right? This, is, this, this might be one of them important moments that I really need to hear. And I pull them in close. Now, tell me, what did it, what's on your mind? What are you talking about? And y'all, when, when you cry out to God, listen, do you think God doesn't already see what you're going through? Chances are, it may be something He put in your path. Right? You don't know. Sometimes it's just because you live in a really terrible existence right now called a broken world that's tainted by sin. Nothing you can do about that. But when you cry out to the Creator of the universe, He bends over and puts His arm around you and says, what is it? See, that that, that verse is not there for no reason. That verse didn't just happen. You know, we know this was probably a song David was singing. He didn't just try to find stuff that rhymed and and fit together. (laughs) He says, I waited patiently on the Lord. He, because I was waiting, because I was crying out to Him, He inclined unto me and heard my cry. You see, this is a testimony. He's saying, this is the God I serve. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay. Y'all, I heard a story the other day. It wasn't really a story necessarily. It was kind of a historical thing, you know. These miry... Clay pits they would dig these pits to get the clay to make bricks, right? Well, let's face it, you you can only dig a hole so long and be able to climb out by yourself, right? <laughs> there comes a point where you've got to have help, and beyond the fact that you might might have been down in a deep hole, you're in miry clay, slick, try to climb out climb a wall of clay, right. I can't walk up clay sometimes when it's just a slope, you know? It's so slick and nasty. And you Imagine being buried up to your knees in the, bit, in the middle of that and somebody rings the dinner bell and it's time to go. What are you going to do? Everybody's gone. You're there by yourself. So I want you to have that mental image of what David's trying to convey to you because you may have that very feeling today. Like, man, I am stuck in this situation and there ain't no way. Maybe even if people come around the pit, there wouldn't be much they could do because you're deep and you're stuck and we forgot to bring rope. We don't have a come along. We don't have a hoist. Maybe you're in that situation today. You say, I don't know what to do, man. I'm I'm here. I love the Lord. I'm calling on Him. And I'm stuck. David said, when I was in the middle of that, He brought me up out of it. And y'all, it doesn't end there because there's more glory, okay? (laughs) He, He didn't just bring me up out of it leave me dangling over the pit. He didn't take me and set me on the bank and then let me slide back into the pit because it's all slick. It says, you ready? He set my feet up on a rock and, and established my goings. Y'all, I don't know where you're at today, y'all. You hear me say that a lot because I don't. I don't, man. Because when y'all walk in here, y'all look the same to me. Oh, everybody's so happy. Oh, good to see you. And and behind those eyes, you're just tore up. I don't know. I'm not a psychic. And some of us are really good at hiding it. But you came here today probably not even expecting that God was going to talk to you. He's talking to you right now. He's saying, I see where you're at. I know how to get to you. I know how to help you. Just trust in me. I've got good for you. I know my thoughts towards you, that they're for good and not for evil, to give you an expected end. He's calling on you today. He's saying, look, If you will just put your trust in me, I'm coming. May not be the way you think, may not be when you expect me, but I'm coming. And the outcome is going to be great. You're going to see the goodness of God.